Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 131 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens, here with my co-host in crime, Mr. Brian Galloway. Brian, how are you, sir? Hello, Evan. Hello, Spoonies. Da, 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 da. It's the day we do news, Disney news. I always like that because it's always ba, ba, something ba, ba, ba. fresh. It's something new. It's something that we can't plan for. It's just things that happen. And... Uh, we just comment, and so it's our chance to be a news reporter. Yeah, that's right, and I enjoy this, you know. And and like I've said before, you know, I don't even know if these are the most popular shows, but I mean, I I like doing them because it's it's our chance to do an opinion piece, essentially, a newspaper opinion piece on what we think about things that are coming up in the Disney sphere. And we know that you get your news, you know daily as it happens you know facebook instagram twitter you can you know you get all the news it comes right there at your fingertips but uh, i think this gives us a chance to talk talk about it you know then go to the facebook group and maybe someone will have some opinions on it that they want to talk about so i think it's a good thing i enjoy it like you said brian yeah and hopefully we get some we we talk about some things you don't know about or just you haven't even thought about um you never know so just you know listen in and see what happens well that sounds good you me start yeah, go ahead. All right, I have one out of left field here, starting off with Disney Cruise Line. I don't have one that I don't even know if you know this, Brian, because I didn't know it. But Disney Cruise Line is starting their 25th anniversary soon, and they will be doing select on select sailings May through September. They will debut a couple of new things. So they'll debut a brand new fireworks show because they do fireworks on the ships, and they will do a new show with new Disney music uh, back behind the fireworks along with new outfits for Captain Mickey and Captain Minnie. So that will be on certain Disney Cruise Line sailings. And I'll make sure to post a little article in the group because I love Disney Cruise Line and it's been way too long since I've been on a Disney cruise. And I think that's pretty cool. I didn't know their 25th anniversary was coming up and they're actually going to yeah. do some. And it's probably, now that doesn't count the big red boat, right? The 25th anniversary. Because wasn't the Big count. Red Boat the original Disney Disney cruise ship? It show. was, but I, I don't think that counts that. I don't believe it was the original, but I don't think it. Well, counts it was the only one. Part. Yeah, at one time it was the only one, and and which was really cool. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it's, I think it's changed a lot because uh, since Disney now brands it themselves, there's you know they're very different compared to some of the other cruise lines, and they and you, you get that Disney experience, and it's different. But Big Red Boat was. Was pretty cool. I think it, you know, in its time, it was it was you know better than all the other cruise cruise lines anyway. Yeah, I've I've you know I saw some pictures and stuff like that. That began in, gosh, nineteen eighty five. So yeah, this that's definitely not when they're starting the the countdown from. Right. Sorry. But anyways, okay. yeah, I'm looking forward to looking forward to seeing maybe maybe someone will post some videos of what that what that will look like i'm sure that i will not be able to go during this but i would love to that mean i don't want to 
Well, I, my thing, my first thing is not the greatest. It's so it's probably I want to get this one done with. Um, okay. So some some negative news. It's, I mean, it, it's it's negative in 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 a lot of ways, but um, it's something that I'm kind of puzzled with because I know there's other things that we've talked about, but so. Big thing in the news today, uh, newspapers, TV, um, all over the place, Disney managers are told to identify layoff candidates with 4,000 job cuts yep. expected I by April. That. Tough. That's a tough one. When it's in a time where we need more people, we need to beef up you know, housekeeping, beef up, beef up the restaurants, beef up those other things, um, we're going to cut employees. Now, I don't know if a lot of them are going to be ESPN, which is part of that whole umbrella, but, um, and Hulu, right? Because Hulu's part of that too. So it could be, it could be some, you know, there could be something out of there that doesn't really impact the parks that much, but I have this feeling it will. And that's not what we need right now. We need the opposite. We need, um, we need people there. We need to get more, you know, I know Disney just recently, announced that, um, you know, hey, the cleaning service is back in hotels. Well, it's been back in Hilton and Marriott for a long time and things like that. But mm-hmm. that's because they hired more people. Now, what's going to happen? Are they going to slack off on that? I, I don't know. And now when we talk about other things going forward, it's going to get more people. The stock is a little bit higher than it was. So it's coming back. It's not anywhere near where it should be. Um, so I know there's going to be a lot of changes, but let's, let's see what happens. Like, I don't, I, it's not going to be happy. It's not going to be a good thing for the people that are going to be cut. A lot of it is maybe some jobs that they were going to hire. They're not going to do, which that's true. That doesn't impact anybody. Right. 7,000 total, 4,000 layoffs, 3,000 is them not filling positions. And we don't know exactly how it will affect Florida as a whole. Um, but yeah, that's tough. It'll be it'll be hard. So let's we'll see what happens. Um, I didn't like to hear that it's at a time where they're starting to come back. People are coming back. They're they're making some money again. Um, it, it's you know people are getting back in the swing of things. Uh, I was hoping that there was going to be the opposite. I hope I was hoping that they were going to actually hire more people. But let's see what happens. I mean, you know, maybe they're going to raise the you know my, you know the 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 positive thing would be is if yeah hey we're cutting some jobs but we're raising the average salary of our cast members. That's what I want to hear. That's the that's what I'm hoping to hear. Maybe you know because I hope I know so. Iger Iger's trying to do the right thing, and this is going to be negative press. We don't want that. Um, but let's see what happens. Well, okay, you know, the, the quoted, negative one's done. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and to give a slight spin on the same sort of topic because you know this was all announced around that you know quarterly meeting, if I'm if I'm correct, right. and. You know, he made a statement that Disney pricing was a bit, quote, too aggressive recently. And so I don't know what that means. You know, we know that they've removed the parking fee. You know, they're bringing house cleaning back. I mean, I don't I don't know what all that's going to tell and what he believes to be pricing is too aggressive. Um, So we'll see what that means. You know, I don't see them drastically lowering prices by any means, but uh yeah, I, I just like you said, Brian. We're just gonna have to see what happens here. We have to see what happens as a company. I think um, Iger, you know, has a couple years—not full years now—since he took over for Chapek, and 
we don't know who exactly the successor is going to be and what kind of legacy is going to happen after that. So this is an interesting time in the company, I think. And honestly, Brian, we probably won't see a lot of huge stock improvements or soars until a solid CEO gets in there. I agree. You know, I agree. Cause just, so, no, no, there's not a lot of confidence. There's not a lot of confidence right now. Um, again, they are getting better. They are doing better. They're making, making more money. Some last couple, you know, maybe, I don't know if Ant-Man, the new Ant-Man movie was a big hit or not. Um, I don't know how that impacts the stock because it wasn't, I think it did okay the first couple of weeks and I thought it did pretty well. Um, but it didn't, it didn't have uh, sustainability. So, um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's go on to nice things now. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of get a little better and also give a little drawback. <laughs> this is my only one. So my only one is this, and you'll be proud of me because I'm actually not hopping to Disney world yet. I'm going to Disneyland Good. and I am going to kind of zoom in on Mickey's Toontown. So as we know, some good things is that it's almost open. They did delay the opening a little bit. They did have a media event. We did hear that Pete is going to be having a meeting. Yeah, that's which big. Is, big. That's huge. Big thing to have Pete. Yes, Pete there yeah. is great. Pete's great. I love Pete. And he's um, never been a meet and greet character before. So, you know, that's going to happen. Mickey's going to have a new outfit outside of his house. Inside of his house, he'll still be in his traditional outfit. You'll be able to meet Clarabelle and, you know, all the all the fabs and get to see them. You know, some of the complaints that I've heard regarding Universal's Super Nintendo World is that it's a really cool area. But Super Nintendo World is super small, right? So I think it's almost open in Hollywood, and it is open, of course, in Japan. But that's the complaint. It just you funnel people in; it is incredibly small, and that's the complaint about Toontown. The new redesign of Toontown is incredibly, incredibly small. And I know that you're you know short on space at Disneyland, so I know that that's true. But um, it's bad that that is a kind of some feedback that. I'm kind of seeing online is how cramped it feels inside of there, especially trying to do meet and greets. And there's like a kid's play area. And also you have Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway that's inside of there. There's a lot going on in a small space. And I know that's a challenge for the Imagineers to try to figure out how to handle that at Disneyland because it's so small, but I was hoping that with the redesign, it would maybe give them a little chance to do something different, but I, it's kind of a, you know, kind of a catch 22. So I do understand that, but I hate to see that's a little bit of the feedback. That it I'm was seeing a big online. area. It was a pretty big area. I have to say there was a lot of, there was a lot of just empty space in between like Mickey's house and Minnie's house and Donald's uh, like, I mean, or I'm sorry, Goofy's house. And, and there was a lot of space there. Um, so that was taken up by the railroad, but I mean, it's still, you know what? It's just, it's still a decent amount of room. I, I mean, let's see what happens. I want to, I want to, Compare. Yeah, you yeah. know what's funny is if you think about it, years ago there was that big fight between some some uh, some customers there, and and that was right there in front of that area because there was a lot of room. So mm-hmm. maybe you know maybe it's good. You know what? You have to. Real estate is a premium there, so yeah, you have to right. do, do what's well. As long as they keep Mickey's house, like the fact that you know, I still don't, it still annoys me that Walt Disney World couldn't find a way to keep Mickey's house. Um, it's there. It's there. That's important. So Toontown right. is really important there, and I'm glad that they didn't ruin that. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad they at least kept it uh, because, you, you know, a lot of people say 
Mickey lives at Disney World. And, you know, that's what a lot of people say. And, and in a sense, yes, he does. But his house is at Disneyland. <laughs> so I wish they could have, like you said, kept at least his uh, vacation. Some of it's his summer vacation home in Florida or something like that uh, would have been nice to keep it there. So, yeah. Well, I then he's also he's also overseas, too. So it's it's Mickey's sure. all over the place. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's in a, and that's a, it's in a very you're, you're we're getting to another topic here that I think is something that's got to be fixed eventually. There's too many Mickey's. Uh, I, I, you know, okay, you can ha- can you have enough Mickey's? I don't know, but there are Mickey's all over the place. You go to dinners, there's a Mickey. There's this. I think that we got to start bringing out other characters, making other characters more prominent. Because we just have Mickey all over the place. Now, again, everybody says, well, I come I come there. I want to at least see Mickey. But there's so many other Disney characters that are cool that you want to see. Um, I kind of think we have Mickey overload. Like when you're talking about Mickey and his new outfits. Oh, well, okay. Who cares? Like I, I, I that doesn't bother. I don't really get too thrilled with that. And maybe, maybe, you know, Mickey in his house, does he have like a silk robe with an M on it, you know, with this smoking a cigar. I, I don't, it's like, I don't know what is, what is the Mickey in his house different than outside? Um, You know, that, that kind of stuff like, okay, is that, so do I get more pictures? Cause I have Mickey in all different clothes. Why not have a Mickey and a Donald or a Mickey and a Jack Sparrow? And it, like, I would, there's so many other characters. I think that we have to try to get them all out there and, and make them, I don't want to say more even because you're you're never gonna have, you're never gonna be even to Mickey and Minnie and Donald, but get them out there more often because we don't. I just see too many people that like oh I saw Mickey in the farmer's outfit, I saw Mickey in the scuba diving outfit, I saw Mickey in this. Okay, but did you see uh, you know BB-8 or did you see anybody? No, I didn't see them. All I saw was like about twelve different Mickeys. So <laughs> I just think that that's something that we got to hopefully uh, you know get better with. I just noticed there's way more Mickeys than there ever was, and it could be maybe they just don't have they have they don't have made costumes. They keep they keep changing that in or out. But I think maybe because customers said I want more Mickeys or I don't like to come to the park and not be able to see Mickey, so they said okay, let's throw out some more Mickeys all over the place. You know, the Mickey in their Tron outfit. Like, I like all these things I saw. Okay, yeah. what is that? I want I want to see somebody else. I want to see, let me see, the, you know, Mr. Incredible with his Tron outfit on. Like, let me see something different there that's totally going to blow our minds. That's what I want to say. I agree with you. And I'll add a different reason. I think not just the, hey, let's see different characters that are Mickey, but I think too much Mickey is just like anything you get too much of. Uh, it becomes less important or less special. You know, if I, I'm not rushing to see Mickey at this place because I, you know, I'm on day four of my trip and I've seen him seven times already. You know, I've seen him in a parade. I went to a meet and greet. I saw him on a stage show. I saw him in, you know, a character dining and I saw him, you know, one other place or whatever. And so you're, I get what you're saying, and I agree with that. So too much of one thing, I think it becomes a little numb. Now, you know, would Walt say there's too much Mickey? I don't know. Would would he? Would is there too much Mickey? I don't know. But I I do see your point. And I agree with that. I think that we need more visibility of different characters, and I think that's not a bad thing. And then secondly, maybe dialing down on it. There's going to become a line. Whether we've crossed that line yet or not, I guess is what people be up for debate but i 
think that if we haven't, we soon are going to where there's just too many of the same thing. And it does ruin the, the special occasion-ness of it. You know? Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's, it doesn't have that flair anymore because you see them like eight different areas in the same park. And that's the thing about it. It's not like you see them in one place in each park. They, he'll be all over the place in each park. And that's another interesting thing. So, I, yeah, I, I hear you. It's, it's, it's something that I want them to tone down a little bit, but also tone up the other characters. Get them out there. Get these other characters out there. That's right. That's right. Is it my turn? Your turn? I think it's me. Okay. I have not, it, this is actually very associated with yours, so I actually I kind of changed my order a little bit. So one of the cool things, uh, if you if you think back prior to Tron, now like, Tron's big, and now we talked about Tron. I don't and I don't think Tron's considered news anymore. Everybody knows Tron, and we, and we have talked about that. It is coming. Um, I know su- we're super excited. Um, I, I can't There's wait. There's a little it's bit great. of news there. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of news. But I want to say that if you remember back in the days, from Space Mountain to Toon, uh, um, Toonland, Toontown, I'm sorry, there was a walkway, and it was a great walkway. It was a nice walkway. It was calm. It was it was scenic. Um, it was a good way to get away. It was also it's also the smoking area, but it was um, but that was that was there. Now that was closed for forever. Tron came in, but now the walkway's back open, so you can actually go from Tomorrowland to Storybook Circus now. Um, through that walkway without having to go to, through all the crowds up in the top and the front anymore. So that is back. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. That's a yeah, really big, big thing for, for your, your touring experience because you, you have another option for the longest time. You had only one option. Now you have two again, and which is great. It's going to, it's going to help with the crowds a lot. And I remember the smoking path. That's funny that you mentioned that. And you went, you went there and smoked up. Yeah. Got, got your I did. Yeah. Smoked. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. When I was about, when I was about 15, that's what I did. Yeah. There you go. No, but the second, like to piggyback off of that, that is cool that you can walk through there. And the, of course, the train now goes through Tron. Actually, it goes kind of underneath the whole experience, cool. I guess, the area. It's really cool. We rode it last time we were there. And like, I think I mentioned that on my trip before. But it was it was a pretty cool ride because the Tron voice kind of took over um, the announcer guy's voice. And it was kind of a cool little thing there. So, um, But on top of that, the only little news that I alluded to was that they are doing a soft opening right now. Actually, it started yesterday, soft opening through April the 2nd, and it will open on April the 4th eventually. But it's virtual queue only, the 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. kind of things. And I've seen some people post online, you know, if you get a Guardians group and you're late, they'll typically let you in. I've been reading where they're not letting people in late, which I guess good for them in a, in a way. And I understand things happen, though. But yeah, but you know, you know what? You... I mean, it is. I think they're just you know, especially with the soft opening, they got to be a right. little strict. I agree. I agree with that. But also piggybacking off of that piggyback, they are the only other little piece of news is that there is a new. I don't know if you want to call it a snack stand because it's not really a, a full quick service restaurant that's opening in Tomorrowland and the Tron area, and it's called Energy Bites. And if you look it up, it doesn't look that appetizing to me. It's going to have like some, it's almost to me like an Epcot food booth, but it's going to be permanent. And it has some interesting looking type things on it. So I'll post some pictures in the Facebook group, but there's going to be some drinks, some snacks, some dessert type things. But they're almost like small bites or small plates kind of, but they just look a little bit unique. So 
for people who do say that Magic Kingdom doesn't offer a lot of unique dining options or different type things, you know, the last thing we need is another pretzel stand 10 feet away from a pretzel stand. So I get that, but you know, there's something for everybody, I guess. So this, yeah, no, I mean, again, maybe up that area field. needs that, that area needs some more food places. So it's not it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not there's there's a lot of people there now, right? And there's going to be more right. people around that area than ever before. So you're going to need more food. I, I think it's a, it's not a, a bad move. And you you've seen, you know, a lot of the places we've seen, they might open up with one type of food, and within you know after six months or so, they change. Right. So we'll see what happens. Let's see what let's see if it becomes popular. If it's not. Um, but I think it's cool. I mean, it's cool. You can't, you, you can never have enough food options. So, well, that was my piggyback. So I don't know if that counts for me or not. Okay. Well, I have, I have one that could actually Go jump on that too. Um, so another Would thing I saw was, <laughs> yeah, we are, we are going good. Um, so another one that's interesting is that, um, I saw a note that, um, Polynesians criticize Moana's hula choreography, um, in the magic happens parade at Disney. <laughs> So oh my I'm gosh. like, do you have what? anything better to do in your life to criticize um, the 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 dance choreography? Come on, I, I, yeah, that was that's that's a headline. It's something that's going on, and it's just um, come on. We need Moana. We want Moana. Moana is a great character. She doesn't get enough play. She's got it. Like, let's do this. Don't go back and complain because no, it's going to happen now. They're going to shut her down. Um, so yeah, supposedly her hula wasn't wasn't authentic enough. I don't know. I, I mean, don't. there's one thing to be offensive to the culture. So I don't know if it went that far or if this no, is just a nuance not. kind of thing. Something if it's just a nuance like she didn't do it as good as we would have done it, I mean, that's a little bit petty and I'm sure that she tried her best. Now, if it was like offensive to the culture, I understand that. And yeah, typically it's not. It's not. It's I will not. say that Disney goes above and beyond to make sure that i mean and you can go and look into the story of alani and how this the culture of the hawaiians of that area were so anti-alani and they had to truly sell that resort for them to really um understand and buy into the fact that disney was going to pay homage to the culture correctly and they did they did a great job and the 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 hawaiian culture is very happy at the alani resort that they built so typically, I say that example to say that typically Disney goes above and beyond to make sure that, you know, they are inclusive and understanding of culture. So I don't think it was that. And it sounds to me like what you're talking about, Brian, which is, uh, hey, come on now. Let's. Well, you know, Moana she was alone. almost doing it. She was almost there was one video I saw of her almost like doing a Macarena. And OK, that's right. that. That's that's fine. You know what? It's like she could just She's be in play the parade. Dancing. She's getting people know? all all around. We get Moana. Yeah. That's the good thing about it. It's it's you know that's the most important thing. I, I again, some people have nothing better to do than to complain about these things. You know, guys, there's so many right. things going on in this world. Worry about that. Don't worry about Moana. Well, I'm gonna cheat since we're talking about Moana. I'm gonna piggyback yet again. We're doing good with this flow thing, Brian. Let's see if we can keep it going. So let's let's go into Moana. So Moana, two things. One is the journey of water from Moana, along with the Communicore and that whole area is supposed to be finished by the end of 2023. So we should see Epcot come back to itself by the end of this year. The second thing to mention is that speaking of two things, one, Moana, and two, you're talking about more characters coming, we are getting 
four characters. So Moana will start a meet and greet at Discovery Island in Animal Kingdom on April the 22nd. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Very cool, very cool. Secondly, we have, this has caused a little controversy, but Mirabelle will be taking place of Merida in the fairy tale yeah. garden area in Why Magic Kingdom. Why not I know, Magic. I know. They're going to transform it into like the family Madrigals, you know, house. So yeah, that's that's a little bit uproar. So second, thirdly, we have Figment meet and greet that's coming to the Imagination Pavilion later this summer. So that one is going to be that's awesome. The best. That's the best. That is that's so the cool. Best news I've heard. In, yeah, that's the best news. And then lastly, as we have seen, and this is not new, new but it is fairly new, is that the Mandalorian is now walking around Batu with Grogu on his side, which is so cool. And it happened actually on our trip, but it happened later in the day after we already left the park, and I was so mad that I didn't get to see him. But I'll eventually see him. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we, I have to go see the Mandalorian. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait. That is a must-do my next trip. Must-do. So that's good. Mandalorian, uh, Mirabelle figment we're getting moana yeah these um, are big those are these are great 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 choices you know they made yeah. the right decisions you know they could have made some bad choices these are great choices yeah i agree so those are some new news things and then of course epcot being done i think we're all way past ready for that to happen we're ready yeah, for I mean, epcot I mean, it's to open be- back up again it was supposed to be the 40th year. Hopefully it's not going to be done before the 42nd year. But I mean, just, just like, you know, there, you know, the funny thing was the 50th anniversary was expanded because of pandemic. And, and that, I understand that, but, and I, I saw a news that, Hey, we're taking down the 50th anniversary stuff. Okay. Yep. Well, that was like five years ago. So yeah, it's time to do that. <laughs> it's time. It's time. It's time to move that stuff. But either way. So here's my, my, my next update is an, it's a, um, it's a dual DVC update and there's just two things one is the polynesian dvc tower is the construction's underway it's it's mm-hmm. it's getting done it's actually moving at a decent pace um so i yep. think we're all going to be very curious about that i'm kind of i'm kind of wondering how it's going to be um i know some people like our super fan donna is like waiting or i think maria too like, like all these people that love the poly they're going to want to go stay there I'm still going to be up, and it's going to be interesting to me. I'm going to see because I I worry about it adding volume to the Polynesian, which is already a more a very crowded result resort, like the lobby of the Polynesian, the restaurants in the Polynesian, they're very crowded. Um, so now yeah. we're adding all these new rooms. What's going to happen there? I'm curious. It's going to have to have a like a restaurant or two, or at least a quick to. service it and a sit to. down or something. Yeah, it'll definitely have to. So I again, it's probably going to be cool. You know, that's prime, prime, prime real estate that they they took away. So let's see what happens. The other one that really, really, really um, made me very curious and, and excited to want to go is the uh, the villas at the Disneyland Hotel. I know, Brian. I yeah. saw the pictures and I was like, I got to stay here. So that is a big one for me because one um, – there was no villas there before. There were just the regular, regular rooms, which the rooms were great at the Disneyland Hotel. Don't get me wrong. But now you have the villas there. That's um, huge for Disneyland. It gives you more options. Oh, it's big. It's big, and the views are amazing. Um, I am dying for that one. So that's going to that's gonna have to be on, on the list, of the bucket list going forward. So great DVC changes and additions. 
Um, I think we're all we're all great. We're all happy to see this. I'm speaking for DVC owners, but we're very happy. These are two very big things that are coming along. And I guess that you know we talked about this recently, Brian. That we're ready for the next DVC or the even the next new resort build announcement. You know, and I think I think that's tabled right now because of you know, the villas being built at Polynesian and also at Disneyland Hotel. So maybe they think that's enough and maybe it is enough. But, you know, we had the um, Reflections Lakeside Lodge, right, that was in the works or announced and then got retracted or either paused. Don't actually know if it's going to still happen or not. Nobody does. But, well, some people do. But uh, the public does not. And we don't know when the next resort is going to be built and what it's going to be. So maybe... You know, I know this could possibly, you know, help that a little bit with the the Poly Towers and the Disneyland Hotel Towers. And I know it's needed in Disneyland and also the Poly is going to be welcomed, but I'm ready for that next resort announcement. That's what I'm feeling. Yes. Ready for it. Yeah, I think it'll be something new. I think we're here. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be like Star Wars themed or or Marvel themed or, or something like that. I think, you know, something cool like that. I, I hope it is, but I don't know. You know, if I was an Imagineer right now, I'd be thinking of trying to do something totally different. That'll just shock the world and, and, and generate, generate that buzz, which we, which we need, right. We want that buzz to come back and maybe we'll hear something this year. Destination D right. That's in September in Orlando. So that would be awesome. Yeah, I hope. I hope. So, anyways, um, but yeah, that's that's good, Brian. I'm I'm looking forward to. I would love to stay at either one of those, but I think, you know, Grand Californian just being the only DVC resort was just eventually. And I think one day I'll put it this way: one day in the future, people will look back and it'll say, "What? There was only one DVC resort at Disneyland?" Yes, son. There was only one. <laughs> there was only one. Yeah, but that, there needs is, to be more, and I'm glad they're doing it. So that is cool. uh, that's that is a good thing. Cool. So piggybacking off of Disneyland again, my last Disneyland one because I had I did have the villas on my list to mention, but San Franzocchio will open yes. at Disney's California Adventure later this summer. So, and again, we talked about this before, but that looks like a super cool area. And I'm really looking forward to that. The theming is great. They put concept art online and I think they're slowly unveiling some things, but you know, of course just watch the socials to see that coming to life, but that's, that's not too far away from us here. So it's going to be opening. No, soon. it's not. And that's an area that needed it. I have to tell you, it was, I don't want to say it's a boring area because it wasn't boring. It's just, it was kind of a blah area. It was like, a, you know, it was a pier and it had, it had, it had a bread factory. So I don't know if the bread factory is going to be impacted by that. Cause you get to go in a, it was very interesting because you could actually tour the bread factory. So you'd be at, you'd be at California adventure walking around and then they would have a tour of a bread factory. You go in and see them making bread and you get samples. Hmm. So that was great to go back and get, if you're hungry, you go back and grab a bunch of samples of bread, um, sourdough bread. So that is, I hope that's still there. I think it is from what I, from what I heard, but there was other good restaurants around there. It was, but it was a night, but there wasn't much else. It wasn't not so now that they're doing this, um, it was just it's, it's it was an obvious place to go put in some theming, and I and I like that, and I think that that was a smart move. Very you know, but I don't know the Imagineer who did it, but that was you know when you target an area, 
They don't have a lot of space there. It's not like Walt Disney World or, or some of the other other parks where they have that room. Um, they have to be very creative with what they do. Um, so I think that was a great, great opportunity to do something there. Well, and also, you know, everybody loves Baymax and Big Hero yes. 6. I don't think anybody is like, oh, I, I can't stand that movie. That's a horrible movie, and, and that's a horrible character, and why did they do something like this? You know, I mean, is it one of Disney's most popular movies? No, but I think it's cool to, I, I mean, I enjoyed the movie myself, and I think it is popular. It's not one of the most popular, but I think that it's cool enough to have an area themed after that city. It has a big following, movie. you so, know, but it is, you know, an interesting thing about it too is it's a, it's, it's a Mar, it's Marvel too. So, so it's not, you know, that's a Marvel comic. Um, so it's got a combination of the two. It's a Disney, Disney Marvel mix. Huh. And I like that. So that's a cool, it's a cool part of it. I, I, you know, again, great decision. Um, it's, it is different, but you know what? That, the comic crowd and the and the anime crowd that gives them something yeah. to look forward to when they go there and it's a big that's a big that's following right. there's there's a it it's a, big a bigger following. following than you think if i if i go to like if you go to comic con or one of these co- other conventions you'd be surprised on how how big the following is it's bigger than you think it's just nowhere near some of the other ones right it's not as big as star wars or or you know right. moana or anything like that it's not that big sure. but it's it's bigger than you think yeah well that's a good thing very good thing so that so, was my so last another, uh, Disneyland I'll, one. Yeah, I'm, and I'm going to piggyback right off of that again. Here we go. Um, another thing that that happens um, around this time of year, or you know, the May the Fourth, but Hyperspace Mountain, where, which is where they they change Space Mountain a little bit for Star Wars, um, that's happening in Disneyland, and Disneyland is actually celebrating. Star Wars. They're doing it. They're doing a Star Wars weekend almost like, um, which is going to be very interesting. I kind of wish they did this at Walt Disney, at Walt Disney World too, but they're not. They're going to have Star Wars nights. They're going to have a couple different things there. Um, they even have an after dark Star Wars event. Um, so it galactic dance party. Uh, so there's some pretty cool things they're doing, which reminds yeah, me cool. of the uh, reminds me of the old. Star Wars weekends that used to happen at Hollywood mm-hmm. Studios, which I, I I've said many times I wish they bring that back because it is cool. And I know you just talked about the Mandalorian before, and this is you know I'm not I'm echoing off of things I've heard from other podcasts, other posts, and other other um, Facebook posts too. One of the things that for the longest time Disney didn't want to do is mess up the whole Batu story and um and what what's involved there and the characters and whatever well guess what they bring the mandalorian they bring mandalorian in they bring grogu in and i you know i've said this many many times get those other characters in there so start That's bringing right. the other ones in let's let's see them all i want to see the other characters um that's what people want that's what people have wanted that for the longest time again i've heard other people comment on this so it's not just me i'm i'm you know i'm echoing other what other people have said um and and uh you know like for example like terry weaver has said this many times but i i have said this too um you know go back to our podcast from like over a year ago i've said this why don't you have luke why don't you have because they did that for star wars weekends and it was so amazing it was so amazing 
And I think they got to go do that. But the fact that Disneyland is doing that, wow, I wish if I had the opportunity to go out there, I would go just for that reason. Because it's, it's a cool event. They, they don't have any place else. So it, it's, um, I'm sad. I wish I had known about this beforehand because I would have tried to figure out a way to get out there. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, Brian, like this is going to be a not like 100 percent true statement, but I'll say it this way. If if Disney wants to recover some of the money that they are you know laying off all these people on. All you have to do is stuff like this, and I promise you people will pay. Yes. A good pretty penny to do something like this. I mean, can you imagine like transforming, you know, Olga's cantina into the cantina from star Wars and having, Oh yes. You know, Darth Maul and, and Vader and oh. Luke and Han Solo show up for, you know, do it 20 nights out of the year or something there. They'll do these. And especially the ticket events, $200 a piece. I mean, they would sell those like hotcakes. And, and they did for, they did for star Wars weekends. And you know what? They had Maul and they had, um, yep, Gamorrean yep. guards. And they had all these people. They had them all there. Like yep, they had Boba yeah. Fett, Jango Fett. Um, they had uh, all the different, all the different bounty hunters. All the, you know, they had the I, I forget her name too. The lady with like the giant pin through her head and stuff. Like I, they, uh, yeah. it was amazing. You, you, you had Jawas all over the place. Um, sand people. Every place you yeah, went, that stormtroopers so cool. up the gazoo. It was amazing. They, they could, yeah, they could recover some money so quick by doing that stuff. Oh, good, oh, good. They could, totally could. And so yeah, there's ways. And again, hopefully this is maybe it's a good test. They want to see what happens, right? Maybe they want to see what happens, and they want to do it at Walt Disney World too. Uh, maybe this is something they want to do, you know, even in in Tokyo or any the other the other parks too, because yeah. you know obviously this is popular all over the place, but. That's right. They hope a hyperspace mountain to me is so cool. So I'd love to see how that is inside. So I'm, I'm waiting to see a, a ride video of that because, um, again, I want to go. I want to go to that. I, I I wish I could. I wish I could go May the fourth, but I, there's no way I can. Um, but I, yeah, I my, I know. it's a hard. That's a hard one for me to go away because my twin's birthday is the sixth. So May the sixth. Oh would, yeah. For me to for me to say I'm going to yeah I'm going to go to Disneyland on the fourth and, and leave you guys home. No, I, I it would be impossible. So they tell you you bring me I'm, with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, that yeah, that would that wouldn't go well either. Um, but that's a definitely. I want I want I want to go to that. I don't. I totally want to go to that. Yeah, that would be awesome. And I look forward to just getting out of Disneyland, especially seeing some of that stuff maybe come into world as well. So, um, okay, this one not really a segue here. So, I know maybe I broke the chain, or I don't know. Maybe one of us broke the chain already. But anyways, we know that Harmonious is ending on April the second. And we just don't know kind of what was coming afterwards. So I think we've heard that Epcot Forever is going to be returning for like an interim period, but we don't know what shows eventually going to be there. So we know we've seen a concept art piece floating out there for a new Epcot nighttime show that will come later in 2023. And all that we know is this quote, the show will feature an original composition and evocative selections from the Disney songbook, all woven together to remind us that we are more alike than different. So this is, you know, um, the concept art obviously doesn't show any sort of big, huge barges. It does show some water features that reminds me of kind of world of color, which would be pretty cool. You know, because that would be a way, yeah, Brian, definitely. that they could put stuff underneath the surface and still shoot up water 
and have some sort of of that feature incorporate into the the whole world showcase um lagoon there you know so that would be something interesting now we don't know exactly what the name of it's going to be or what it's going to look like but we it's we know it's coming later this year so i thought that was a pretty cool thing and it sounds like they're going to keep it harmonious type themed with that statement that they put out there so you know i'm i'm i enjoyed harmonious you know obviously no one really loved the huge barges and oil rigs out there in the middle and nobody said that was their favorite thing but i enjoyed the show harmonious i think a lot of people did too and i'm hoping that they'll still keep that sort of feeling at this new show um, but just make it better that's just what i'm hoping for yeah and i think they will i think they will i think they're learning but i'm looking they're forward learning to it. yeah they're learning what what triggers people they're learning what annoys people and what what to take away and what not to take away and i think that is something so i think for a while there they just thought that everyone everybody wanted to see something totally new but there's a yep. lot of and we've talked about this too we a lot, there's a lot of tradition in disney there's a lot of memories there's a lot like so you can't pull that away because you pull it away then you annoy people so you that's so right. keep the memories and add some more to it and make it make more memories that's the way to do things i think they're learning that one i've definitely seen that change in how they design things so which is good yeah and you know i mean look at happily ever after you know we know that's coming back right and so they listened and they're hopefully listening with epcot and listening with this nighttime show. So I'm super stoked about Happily Ever After coming back, but I'm looking forward to seeing what this show is going to be too. So hopefully good. So I, oh yeah, no, great one. I, I have a, I have a really good one too. Now this is, this is one I've been, I've been dying good to for talk it. about. I have myself. one more after you and that's all, all right. I have. So, okay. So if you remember um, a couple episodes ago, we had um, my friend uh, Jin Ano come in and talk about his book that he had and, yep. and uh, you know, dreamers do. But the cool thing about that whole interview was he talked about the fact that him and his daughter, um, they did all the parks in in, uh, in the in the United in, in the North Amer- in North America on the same day, and they went to they went to each park because they had a, they had a flight and they were able to do that, which is like an amazing, incredible thing. Right? Yep. So we we're like, this yep. is this is so cool. Well, on the nineteenth of March, which is a couple of days ago, um, from the from the time we're film we're we're taping this. Um, there was a there was a person um, who I know what you're talking went about, on yeah. all, every single Disney ride worldwide in 12 days. So they spent 12 days, went to every single park, went on every single ride. Um, his name was Nathan Firesheets. He he, I, I just cannot believe it that that he, he was either. able to do it. Again, you have to you have to really plan. Um, and even like, even like made little signs he would wear around saying, he's I'm going, I'm riding every ride in all 12 parks in 12 days. Um, it, it is amazing that he did this. I just think the funny thing about it is that you have to be exhausted by doing, like, I don't care. Like if I go three days in a oh row to parks gosh. every single, like, and I spend, again, you pretty much have to, and again, I want to hear how he did this because, um the global ride challenge. I want to hear about this because it's so cool that he did it, but it's gotta be like when you're done after those 12 days, you're like, Oh, I'm done. Like I need a break. Like that's like the lesson that, you know, you don't want to go do it again. And he did every, you know, he did every park, every ride in every park. So that means that he had to go on, um, 
it's a small world, like five of them, right? Or like, like, <laughs> yeah. like you, like, because I, like, oh, not again. I could just imagine having. Oh, guess what? I'm gonna have to go in. It's a small world again, or I have to go to space. Like, what? I don't even, you know. I should know this too, but what rides are pretty much in every park? I don't think there's any, any actual ride that's in every single park, but in most of them, right. you're gonna find it's a small world. You're gonna find Space Mountain in most every park or some version of it. Um, which which is hilarious that it, it was done. So I give him my, you know, I'm, I'm clapping for him. I think that's, it's a pretty cool, amazing thing. I don't know how the heck he did this, um, but I, but I love it. I love it. It's just, it's just, it seems like a wonderful thing. And, and uh, I need to know more about this now. I mean, the only question I would want to ask him, I mean, there's a lot of questions I want to ask him, but one is like on day 13, like he just gets done hits us out of the pillow, wakes up the next day, and he's able to reflect on the past 12 days. What was his number one attraction? I mean, because, you know, we all have our favorites, right? But it's, it, it always kind of, maybe it's with this trip, you know, the emotions and this memory and all that stuff plays into it. Well, he's going for just 12 days and obviously doesn't have a lot of family with him. So it's not like it's a family vacation where there's memories tied to it and like precious moments in there and stuff like that that's maybe going to sway his opinion one way or the other because of the experience. He's just raw experiencing the attractions all boom, 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 right after another. What would be his favorite one and why? I would love to know that Yeah, after too. 12 days. I, I mean, it's just a cool thing. <clears throat> you know, if he's got, again, just got to let, you know, you have to be able to have a job that you can get away with 12 days from. You have to, you know, have a, yeah. allow, allow yeah. your family to want to do those things. Plan really really plan the flights because you have one mess oh, up gosh. on a flight or a delay miss a tr- miss a miss a connecting flight you're not going to do it so yep. um I, I just think that that you know i i always talk to people who they try to go to um like okay i want to try to hit every you know through the summer hit every baseball park in the united states during over the summer and they have to plan all the trip and there's always something that goes wrong it's like oh i mean i missed mm-hmm. a flight i did this he had to have this perfect, planned perfectly, um, because we talked. To, you know, when we talked to Jen, right? We, we he talked about, you know, yeah. he had he was very lucky that they were able to get up early, do the do Walt Disney World, get to their flight in time, obviously, not have a delay, land in time, get to Anaheim, go in the parks, and then they were exhausted afterwards, right? So you're mm-hmm. going to have to do that all over the world. So yeah, I I, I just I, I'm just I'm dying to hear because you know it's it's got it it's got and did did he check in at his hotels? What did he do? I did not check in until after the parks closed. All these different stories. I want to hear. I, I have to now. There's definitely a, there's a there's a link and you can actually like listen listen to what he did. So I am definitely going you know, to look into this a little bit deeper because I'm dying. To, you know, not that I'm ever going to do this. I'm not that crazy. I'm, people say I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. But I. I I do, I do uh, admire him for trying to pull that off. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's, it's inspiring. I would never do it, um, but you know, more power to him. And uh, maybe we can learn some more about him. That would be oh, cool. Somebody give you a million dollars, you do it though, right? So I said, if you do that, I'll give you a million dollars, you do it. Oh, I yeah. would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. We'd be the first ones in line. Let's go. Um, yeah. Let's do it. Forget everything else. No, not really. But yeah, it would it would be fun. Um, it, but you're right though. You have to, you have to line up the job, the family, everything. Because I mean, and people, you know, you, it's not hard 
for someone that could possibly have, you know, 12 days off from work, but then you're essentially getting off the grid, right? I mean, in a way you're on the grid, but you need to be off the grid because if you spend too much time, like maybe answering work emails or, you know, getting on a call or doing this or that, you, you could throw a wrench into it. Same thing with family issues. It's like, yeah. gosh, what if you're on day 10 and then like a something happens to a relative? So there's just so many variables in there. You like, get sick or you, have, you eat a bed. Or you get you, sick. You yeah, that's right. Whip and you get a stomach flu or something. That you, yeah, you, you, that's oh, right. Man, I had... I had I had the, the chili and and this you know and I oh my god I didn't realize I wasn't gonna have so that's another thing too like uh, yeah what did you do to yeah. eat how'd you what time you know did you have time um, how how like obviously you had to get special tickets because the magic band is not going to work in all the different parks you have to go to you have to get a different one in every park yeah there's all right. these different things that are logistics oh, yeah. logistics logistics, yeah. logistics like crazy so very cool my uh, my my hat goes off it's very 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 cool. Um, Nathan Firesheets, uh, thumbs up there. Yep, that's right. Okay, so my last one is for Disney Springs, and this is a new restaurant and a new shop. So we have two new things coming this year in 2023 to Disney Springs. One is called the Summer House on the Lake, and this is across from kind of like where the M&M store is now, and okay, yeah, yeah, that area. So they're building it, and actually right across from Salt and Straw, which is one of my favorite ice cream shops on property. And when I got ice cream there on our last trip, they're actually building it now. So they're, you know, they're in the process and and the building looks massive. And and the way they've constructed this or engineered it, it looks like it fits beautifully into like the path walkway there. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be, I think an Italian type based restaurant, but it's going to have a, like a cookie quote unquote shop inside of it as well. Um, so looking forward to seeing what that's going to be like. I think it's going to be kind of pricey, but it looks very nice. Um, it looks like a very upscale restaurant, restaurant, which is interesting because it's right next to Haleo, right? Which is also expensive, um, but it's going to be kind of right there in the same neighborhood. But I'm looking forward to that. And the second thing we have opening up is uh, Corksicle, which is a popular brand for like cups and other different things. And Disney will partner with them and, and make merchandise from them as well. They're going to have their first ever physical storefront and it's going to be in Disney Springs. And they said that is opening up this spring, which is uh, now. So we'll see where and when that's going to open probably pretty soon. So that's a couple interesting little things coming from Disney Springs. I have one last thing. And it's not, it's also food related. Um, so okay. in the Dolphin Hotel, there's a new Mexican restaurant called Rosa Mexicano. Mm. Um, it looks really good. Um, it, it's in, it, they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner too, which is which is interesting. But interesting, um, yeah. And uh, it, it looks really good. And I, I'm I'm it, it's now the breakfast is is pre- pretty much normal breakfast fare. It's not. But they do have like gotcha. churro waffles and breakfast burritos and huevos rancheros and stuff like that. Right. So they do have that. But the, it, it looks like a really cool restaurant. It's something different. Um, the Dolphin has some good restaurants, so it's like this is just adding to the, um, you know, to the cool restaurants they have there. So I'm looking forward to this. Like, this is something that I'm definitely going to put on my list for next trip. I would try it. 
I would absolutely try that. I don't, you know, when you, when the Swan Reserve opened up the, is it called a Michi? I'm not sure. The Greek restaurant? Yeah, on the top. I'm yeah, not, I, like, it, I, it's it like, was okay. okay. It, it, yeah, it was yeah, okay. But it, I'm not running to get there. But this, I, I would try this place. This sounds pretty good. Yeah, I, the one the one at the reserve was, was good. It was, it was really good. It was, I'm not going to say it was bad. It was very good. But it's just not, it's definitely something my family would not like. So, I, I yeah. you know, but again, I, I also feel in a lot of Disney restaurants, they tend to look and see like the first year they're open, they see how it works and then they go back and they make some changes. They see what works and what doesn't work. And then it gets more mm-hmm. people in there. So I would always say, you know, check it out. But a Mexican restaurant right. in that part of the boardwalk uh, area is needed. There is a one. Um, yeah, it's great. That's a good point. I, I think that's a great place to go. If, if you know, the prices don't look that bad. Um, and you know, again, the Dolphin has some great food options. So, for me, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Good, I think it's a good move. That that was my last item, though. And that's good. And and kind of, I think the you know the sum of this, or my takeaway is, you know, you sprinkle one thing like a new Mexican restaurant into the mix of a vacation, and it can, you know, that is what like you know having DVC and the return guests. That's what gets them to come back because that gives them something to look forward to. It's a different place to eat, you know, a different nighttime show, a different character meet and greet, a different place to stay at these villas, right? So this gets people coming back. I mean, you can essentially add something new to your trip, you know, almost each trip because, I mean, even if it's a new, I mean, you can't say new merchandise. Obviously, that's coming out all the time and you'll always see something new you never saw before when you're going on trips, even if you go frequently, but new restaurants, new shops, new, you know, places to stay, new characters, all that kind of stuff. There's, you know, so Disney, I think they do a decent job of keeping the newness coming in and flowing. So, you know, because that could make your day. I mean, if you go to a good place, you know, like this Rosa Mexicana place at, at the Dolphin, I mean, that could make your night and it could make one of your days of your trip that you've never done before. And so I, I'm exactly, exactly. I applaud that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, that's good. Again, we need, we need more rest. We always need Good food. We always eat good food, right? I mean, the more the more yeah. good food places are good. It, it also what it does is it frees up all these dining reservations at other places because the more food, the the, the better chance you have of getting something. So uh, I'm happy. This is good. That's right. Good, very good news. Well, good. Well, uh, thanks, Brian, for this. I always enjoy the news episodes and we can always offer our opinions. So to keep the conversation going, we can go to our Facebook group, A Spoonful of Podcast Spoonie Nation. Please feel free, Spoonies, to post any or all of these news articles that we maybe miss or don't get to. Uh, We'd love to keep the conversation going, like I said, and and interact with all of you on kind of these topics. We're also on Instagram. We're on Twitter. You can email us info at a spoonful of podcast dot com please don't forget to also rate and review our show on apple podcast spotify wherever you may listen so without further ado broadcasting from the backside of water until next time we'll see you then take care everybody Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. 
You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a spoonful of podcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, the return to civilization.